So I had some time to think about it because I was actually going to originally drop the surprise episode like on Saturday night or into Sunday morning. And um, I, I, I went like 25 minutes and I was definitely not. It wasn't a prisoner of the moment. I didn't want to feel like a prisoner of the moment. If that makes any sense. And so, like, I've had some time to think about it. And I'll tell you right now, when you guys hear the show, you guys are going to realize how big I am on the psychology of all this and how I'm loving it. And honestly, some it's I said in the show, but it's some of the best storytelling in two decades. And as far as long-term storytelling, holy crap on a cracker. We're going back further than that. As far as WWE goes, like, think about this. Just think about this. The last time we had a nine-month storyline, and it's not even over yet, so it's going to go about 11 months, like, consistently like this. I can't think of another time outside of the Mega Powers exploding within a year. And even before then, if you look at everything, even if it was good storytelling, it was short-term storytelling, but still great storytelling. Like, think about The Rock. When he is in the nation, he's feuding with DX. He loses the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam 98. All of a sudden, you have this moment where, after that, he's turning babyface. Then you have all these hints that Vince Russo dropped of Rock turning heel. And... You see the at the end, it's him turning heel, becoming the corporate champion. It's one of those situations where you legitimately just were shocked. And they had a twist on this. And the twist was perfect. But here's where I, I here's why I need to do a cold open. Sami Zayn is actually the villain. And think about this. Think about this. This is why the psychology of this is so fantastic. Think about this. No one asked Sami Zayn to come around. Sami Zayn was feeling alone on SmackDown. He started doing just, he just, he started just hanging with the bloodline. No one asked him to, no one wanted him to. It was a decision he made on his own. And they're asking him what you're doing, what you're doing around here, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, oh, I just know, I just want to do this and that. Cool. Once again, no one asked him to be around. Finally, they start embracing him. Now, if you go back, Kevin Owens ends up legit, like saying to Sami Zayn, hey, your tribal chief owes me one. And then Roman Reigns responds that following Friday with, I owe no one anything. All right, cool. Seeds planted. All of a sudden, keep moving forward. Now he's he's taking bullets on his own. No one told him to take bullets. When we took that claymore for Drew, uh, from Drew for uh, Roman, Roman looked down and said, "Why am I still standing?" Oh, okay. He took the he took the hit. That was on him. Now they're starting to embrace him. Now he wants to be a full fledged member. Now they're like, well, you got to prove yourself. You know, this is a family. This is legitimately a legit bloodline. So now Jay still don't trust him. Finally, you have war games. And 
he proves himself to Jay by sacrificing Kevin Owens. Something Kevin Owens has done to Sami Zayn a million times. Don't feel bad for Kevin Owens. Now he has a family. Now he's a part of the family. But now the shift, the tide starts to turn. Boom. Now all of a sudden, Roman's like, what's going on here? Something, there's something not right. I'm not getting, right. because Paul Hammond's in his ear, right? And if you look at the different aspects of the story, which we're going to get into in this cold open, which is why I had to do a cold open before you guys hear me praise everything but the Royal Rumble, essentially. Um, then all of a sudden something happened. All of a sudden, Roman's questioning Sammy and all this other stuff. Jay's now fully embraced him. And so now you have all these hints of Sammy. And once again... Sammy's not wrong. No one is wrong in the storyline, and outside of Sammy Zayn, because he is the one that decided to hang around the bloodline. No one told him to do it. But no one's wrong per se in how they were feeling in this storyline. If that makes any sense, we all we all want a sense of family. We all want to belong, and we all let's just use Roman Reigns in this case get paranoid when you're at the top you will be paranoid there's been times i've been promoted at jobs knowing i deserve to be promoted because i earned it all of a sudden you have people like hey i want this spot they haven't earned the spot they don't go to work on time they barely show up to work and all of a sudden it's like hmm, you made that comment oh i heard that oh that's kind of mean you didn't have to say that. Why are you saying that? Why do you feel you deserve this? Oh, huh, interesting. Okay, cool. Now Roman, he, who's been paranoid for a while now, but Roman has never hid who he is. The last three years, Roman has never hid who he is. Roman does not do the dirty work because when he does the dirty work, he crosses lines and he brutalizes people. He has shown that. He showed that at the Royal Rumble. He told him he has a KO problem. I shouldn't have it. Now I got to take care of it. Sammy knew this full well when he aligned himself with the bloodline. Fast forward. Tribal court. Not guilty for now. Jay stands up. Be my brother. Blah, blah, blah. Get to the Royal Rumble. Sammy was forced to make a decision. And he made it. And here's where Sammy's wrong. Because he's the one that now it looks like he was going there to infiltrate them like Jay thought from the beginning, like Paul Heyman thought. Now he's fractured the bloodline. But something had to fracture this group because now look at the first person to embrace it. Not Paul Heyman. Jay was. That's how Jay became main event Jay Uso. Think about how crazy this is. The Usos were already over, already main event talents being a tag team because they're feud with the New Day, right? We already knew they were main event talents. Now I just put them over the moon. Reigns, who legitimately, just go, let's go back almost a fucking decade. 2014, Philadelphia. 
Roman Reigns is getting booed out of building. He's getting so heavily booed, his boos transfer to The Rock. No matter what Rock could, Rock couldn't even give him the rub. Legitimately, that's how damn bad it was in Philadelphia that night. Fast forward to later that year, Vince was able to give him the rub and him win that championship in that same building, ironically. But they still hadn't embraced him. That was embracing for them one for one night. Everyone's saying, fuck you, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And I used the parallel with The Rock earlier. Because when Rock first came out, we all know about the die, Rocky die, et cetera, et cetera, right? He didn't deserve any of that. When he became corporate champion, he deserved all of it. Or all of it. When you see, I keep saying in the uh, show, Carnations and Petals. It's Petals from LA, from LA. Uh, I was so hyped up from watching it that like I just couldn't get my thoughts right. But when Roman sees it, look at the face Roman makes. Go back and watch it. Look at the face Roman makes when he's first. Here's, before the chants even get loud, Roman's the first one to listen. And play. He looks up. Paul Ham looks up. So, Solo looks up. All of a sudden, he just starts dropping the the, the petals on, on Sammy. There, there, There's you. There, There's your, your crowning. There you go right there. Now he deserves it because now he's embraced it. Now his paranoia has been justified. If you even look at this even deeper into storyline, this was a playoff of when Seth Rollins did to him. And if you remember the tweet he had from that night, because all though that one chair shot wasn't the cause of his back being that damaged. People forget the night before when Evolution put them over, they beat up on Roman Reigns. They tore his body apart. And that's why he took the hit the way he did. I'm pretty sure he was in, still in pain. But look at this. He's been betrayed twice now. Because people just can't make that. Because of people's selfishness. Because of people's selfishness. Because people can't make their mind up. Of what they want. Sammy's actually the villain here. Heard the dumbest thing ever. I was talking to Jonathan Astor. He's probably going to hear us too. I don't care. I said, man, Sammy's wrong here. People crying for him. He's over, man. They're all over you, dumb fuck. Of course. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Anyways. Um, I ended up watching this at least two or three more times. Because I ended up going to a, an event called Retromania just to look at, see what, what's so, what's, what's so retro. Um, and it was cool, you know. I actually got to meet Lauren Luster who is the voice of Robin and Nightwing from Batman the Animated Series. That was pretty cool. Got to meet uh, Diane. I can't remember. I can't pronounce her last name. Um, but she did the voice of Poison Ivy for Batman the Animated Series. So that was really fucking cool. But I watched it as I was waiting to go into the event. And I finally heard what he said to Solo. He said, now Solo, we take no prisoners. Now, this is not, the next two months and the last two months of this reign, this world championship reign, it's going to be paranoia and destruction. And my dick is hard for it. I'm not even going to lie. I mean to be that vulgar. Holy crap on a cracker Batman. This is going to be fantastic. And I thought about this. And as convoluted as this is going to sound, hear me out. 
Because everybody's wondering how does Cody fit into us. Cody fits perfectly. And you can still have Sami Zayn get a world championship match. Before we get into that, I need to say this. Um, a few months ago, check the archives, we did a, a, a take on uh, is Roman Reigns' reign of terror, air quotes, no air quotes, no air quotes, no air quotes up there with Triple H's reign of terror, Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, it's getting up there because, unfortunately, no one has been elevated. But it's hard to elevate when this, when, when you have a storyline like this in particular. With Jeff Jarrett, he just owned the company. So it's kind of like the Vern Gagne thing. You own the company. You only trust you in the moment. When you do pass a championship on, it's just someone who know, you know is going nowhere and they need you still, right? The, the 2003 Reign of was just bad. It legitimately, I was a trip, you can ask anyone that knows me. I was a Triple H guy through and throughout. He dropped so hard on my list because the burials were so bad. But look at now how this storyline changes the legacy of this reign. It's elevated the Usos. It's elevated Solo. It's elevated Sami Zayn. It's made Sami Zayn, whether you want to think it or not, it's made Sami Zayn a main eventer. Sami Zayn was already doing great work on his own. He's been doing great work this entire time, whether it was in NXT whether it was outside the stupid stuff with the Bobby Lashley sister stuff, we, we will we will forget that, and we will think baby Jesus to that we have memories to forget. Um, but he was already doing great work. The Conspiracy Theory, theory Sammy, he's already a three-time Intercontinental Champion. Like, he was doing great work on his own. The Jackass stuff was awesome as well. But this elevated him to main event stats. Is will he ever be the face of WWE? No. How many people can say they're the face of a company though? It's not even wrestling. Fuck wrestling. Take wrestling out of it. Bam. How many people can say they've been the face of a company? Because when you're the face of a company, you're the face of a brand, and you are trusted with so much stuff. But you also have to be embraced, right? As the face of the Stanley, the face of Marvel for the years, obviously. Roman Reigns, obviously. John Cena, obviously. I would dare even say The Rock was never the face of WWE. He was just one of the faces. But he was in Austin's era. Austin was the face of the company. Hogan, face of the company. You know? But like to say, you're the, it's just different. You don't need to be the face of a company to have a world championship run. For God's sakes, Jinder Mahal is a former WWE champion. He was never the face of a company, and he should not have been. Let's just be real. So, um, let's just get that out the way. But it's just this storyline the last nine months, and we'll go into 11 months, has elevated so many people in that story that have been blessed to be in that story. It's changed the legacy for me of it. I can't see it like that anymore, only because... Dude, they brought long-term storytelling back, and I don't. I'm. I'm actually. I'm with the people who say they're worried when this story ends because it's coming to an end very soon. Of what is WWE gonna look like, and that's where we have to have faith in Triple H that he has a plan. Um, I don't know what that plan is, and I'm gonna pitch my plan and my thought for it. You know, um, so. Give me a second, but um, I am a little worried because this has been running the show. Like, I find myself, I was watching Raw 30, right? Raw 30 was not bad. 
But once the tribal stuff was over, court was over, I was like, cool, I could go without having, I could watch the highlights. You know? Um, but yeah, let me get to my thing and then we'll get to the show. Um, so you guys can hear my thoughts on the entire Royal Rumble. So here's what happened. So here's my thoughts. Here's how you mix Cody into all this. You keep Cody the fuck away from the... We know he's guaranteed a world championship match. There's nothing he actually needs to do until after Elimination Chamber. That's when WrestleMania gets there, right? So, bam, he's out of it, right? Cool. So, here's what we do. You start off by now, let's just say a week, two weeks, Sami Zayn's out selling injuries, him and Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn makes an appearance... And he challenges Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Reigns says, "Sure," and 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 um, and and that's what we do. Cool, boom, right? Sami Zayn. If you if you've not seen the posters for Elimination Chamber, Montreal Elimination Chamber is built around the hometown kid. He's the only one on the poster. He's literally on. The cover, he's on the chairs, he's like, he, he he's his face is in the, uh, the elimination chamber, he's holding the, 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 the chain links, and he has his face in there smiling. This is going to be built around him. So his first main event championship match on pay-per-view since he hit the main roster, right? So here's what's going to happen. Jay will be indifferent for, many, for a couple weeks until the, the chamber pay-per-view. And then the night of the chamber pay-per-view is when he makes the decision because he trusted Jay, uh, he trusted uh, Sammy and embraced him. Now he has to end Sammy. That's when he cost him the WWE Undisputed Championship. He's the cause of it, which then leads them to the Tag Team Championship match, where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will dethrone the Usos' ridiculous run with those titles. Uh, and and honestly, if we're being real, I don't think we're ever gonna. I don't think we're gonna see. Anything else like that as far as their tag team championship run or this WWE Universal Championship run, we're gonna probably, I'm gonna be probably 80 to 90 years old by the time we see a run like this again. It's just I don't see it happening again, anyways. Let's catch lightning in the ball, man. Anyways, um, so that 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 sends them off, but now as Roman said, there's no prisoners, so now he has to just attack, take it to Cody because Cody's the threat. And he's going to beat him down, beat him down, beat him down. So I'm assuming on night one will be, I'm just me assuming, night one will be when the tag team championships are lost by the bloodline. Night two is when the WWE championship is lost by uh, the bloodline. Cody Rhodes being who he is with the character he is, he's going to be like, look here, this is the championship that my father needed to hold. And if you, if you think about it, and this is so funny how this story still fits into the bloodline story in a weird, bizarre way. Think about this. Dusty Rhodes goes to WWE. He puts on polka dots, gets over. Never holds a championship in WWE. For God's sake, he doesn't need to. It's fucking Dusty Rhodes. But I'm saying this to get to a point. He doesn't ever hold a championship. His son comes in as Gold Dust, one of the greatest characters ever created. Wins three intercontinental championships, tag team championships. Elevates the Rhodes but still a mid-card talent at best. Cody leaves, comes back. We know his story. Now, he his story is to finish the story. His story is to finish the story. 
that his dad couldn't finish, that his brother couldn't finish. He's already up there now with names like Batista, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Hogan as Royal Rumble. Very few people we know win the Royal Rumble. Think about this. 2020 and 2019, we had two new winners in Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Then we went two years with having old winners, Edge, Brock Lesnar. That's how the Royal Rumble is. It legitimately will go two to three years, and then you might get one new one one year. We're very, it's very rare for us to see new winners of the Royal Rumble. Very rare. So think about this. His is his his story is parallel because he's trying to finish the story. Well, Reigns is trying to. He's the final boss. He's trying to stop the story. He's trying to stop the dream, right? And it could be tempting for them to want to take Roman Reigns to a thousand days. But by the time he gets to a thousand days, it's going to hit like May. By the time it's, it's too late, you're going to ruin the moment for Cody Rhodes, which you don't want to do because he is the perfect person to dethrone Roman Reigns. But here's how you get a world championship on Sami Zayn. And here's where the story gets convoluted. Cody wins the championship night two. Comes in that Monday to say, the WWE no disrespect to the Universal title, but this is the title I want. And me, knowing my father... He will want there to be two champions. So SmackDown deserves to have their own champion. Adam Pearce, here goes the Universal Championship. Do what you need to do. This championship is the one I'm going to hold dear to my heart. Because this is the one that meant something to my father. My father didn't know the Universal Championship. He knows this championship. Convoluted, I know. But that's why I've been saying for almost a year, you don't put the titles together. Anyways. Then you have a tournament. Roman Reigns being the ultimate final boss that wraps up at wherever paper you want to wrap up at. And the finals is Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. That's where Sami gets the win. And you put that Universal Championship on him. He doesn't have to keep it for long. I don't think Sami Zayn is meant to have a long time. Look at his run at NXT. It was very, very short. Sami Zayn as a babyface is one of those characters that to me reminds me of a babyface Shawn Michaels. It's the money's in him chasing. Once he catches it, or even Gargano, the money is actually in them chasing, not necessarily holding for very long. But anyways, those are my thoughts, and that's the same that's the same Zayn conundrum. That's what we've been using in the show. But he's wrong. Completely bottom line, he's the bad guy here for infiltrating a family and then breaking their hearts. And now we are going to see a live culmination. It's going to be sad. But, dude, it's going to be so fucking worth it. It actually has me thinking twice about not going to WrestleMania this year. I'm truly thinking, like, all right. I'm I'm truly thinking fucking twice about not going. I, I really am. So, anyways, uh, that's your long, cold open. Uh, but, yeah, check out the show. It's a special show for you guys. I could not go without talking about this fucking show. It was amazing. So, anyways, thanks for being here. I see things a little differently. I'm the Soul Chemical. Check it out. Anytime we around, it go down. We major. Anytime we around, it go down. Down and down and down again oh. I got so high left my frown in the wind oh. Hard I tried never try it again Cause these niggas is lying again oh. Oh. I'm a black lion I roll like a tire Girl in my dreams I don't sleep I don't oh, find her shit. If they sleep and they need a reminder This is for niggas who think we minor This is a special episode And um 
I, dude, I'm gonna be prisoner of the moment. That's why I'm doing a special episode. Um, matter of fact, before we get into anything, uh, this past Monday, I was on the Wushy Gang podcast. Uh, that's Libzy's podcast. Uh, Libzy, does that name sounds familiar? He was on the podcast back in September as a guest. Uh, he was gracious enough to come on. Um, I think I kind of already told the story, but I'll retell it for a second. Um, I met him through Ziggy, ZYG808, who we had on the show last July or last June. It's in the archives. Um, essentially, him and I collaborated on a track called Barbarian, uh, a track that I, pro- I co-produced and, 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 and co-wrote as well. And uh, he killed it. He absolutely murdered it. And we just kind of stayed in contact ever since. And after I did, he did my podcast, he hit me up and was like, hey, yo, um, my podcast is coming back um, off of uh, hiatus. Do you want to jump on it? And I was like, sure. And honestly, I forgot about it because he asked me. And he was like booked out for like months. And finally, he hit me up like two weeks ago and said, hey, man, you still down for the podcast? Like, yeah, I'll make time for it, you know? And so we did, we got on it, it was a long podcast, it's the longest show, I think, it's one of the longest shows I've been on, uh, for sure three hours, um, but it was fun, um, please do check it out, I will put the link in the description when I drop this, um, so you guys can check that out as well, it's on YouTube, um, but yeah, that was probably the greatest angle to end a WWE pay-per-view of all time, and... I, does, I, the, the, I, we saw this coming. We knew this was the, the end game. The end goal was Sammy and Kevin coming together to win the tag team championships. We got here a bit differently. And I would dare say this is probably some of the greatest storytelling in the last 20 years in WWE television. Period. Bottom line. Long-term storytelling. Let me tell you, and if you think about it, it started months ago. And they planted the seed. And who knew if they knew where they were going at the time because the whole Vince debacle or whatever. But this started when Kevin Owens said to Sammy, hey, your tribal chief owes me one. And then Roman sat down Sammy Zayn and said, I don't tell him I don't owe him anything. And it's funny how the roles have been flipped since November. War Games, Jay turned, but also turned Roman uh, they, they reverse roles and for good reason and um oh jesus christ dude like it, it's funny because i i was contemplating tonight right because clear my schedule the royal rumble is the one pay-per-view more so than wrestlemania the royal rumble is the one pay-per-view where i don't want to do anything on that day i want to watch the royal rumble right and i was a little annoyed because i had a friend who hit me up She's going through some some hard trouble times right now and wanted to get dinner. I said, of course you do. And so we went and got dinner. And the thing is, I've actually still, I've watched enough of the peak of Peacock, but I just don't know the functions very well. You know how the uh, WWE Network, you could rewind and stuff like that, or you, you could hit start from the, the, the beginning or join in. You can't do that with Peacock. So like you have to rewind it or whatever. Anyway, you can start from the beginning. So I was out, um, and legit, I cut on the, the the app when I was out, and I seen that they started with the Men's Royal Rumble. Because my one of my first thoughts was, well, wait a second, the the edict the last three years has been Roman goes on first or last. 
I was like, so he has to be going on. I figured he was going on last. And sure enough, I seen the men's Royal Rumble for the first time in history was going on first. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, they're, they're ending with something big. And um, I never once thought The Rock was showing up. Just for the record, I never thought that. As a matter of fact, I had a friend who's uh, into gambling and stuff like that. And he was like, hey, should I put money on The Rock? So I said, you should not do that at all. That sounds fucking like a stupid idea. But um, I got home finally, rewinded the pay-per-view, watched from the beginning. Um, kind of figured from looking at the... Everyone who, who's... The Men's Royal Rumble, we'll start there. Everyone who was in it kind of already have a, have a storyline for Mania going. If they don't have a storyline for Mania, they have a storyline for the Elimination Chamber, which kind of took them out of it. So to me, the only person that could have won was Cody Rhodes. And he was number 30. I think this was the first time in Rumble history where we have the number 30 and number one entrance facing off as the final two. I think that's the first time we ever had that. But it was interesting because I didn't think it, I didn't think the Rumble was boring at all, per se. Um, I just thought it was predictable, I guess. Because like I said, the, the opponents and the people that were in it, I, and I don't think there was any surprises except for Booker T. Um, I just didn't get the feeling that like anyone was gonna win it, like Brock came in so early. Okay, he's gonna be tossed up by Bobby Lashley. Bobby, Lashley, that's clearly the match for WrestleMania. Is and if it's not, it's, it's the match for Elimination Chamber. You had that going. Like there was no bigger like AJ Styles. We know was out. Like there was nobody really that could have been important enough to put in there. I was super glad they put Gunther over. Gunther now has the record for an hour and eleven minutes. He came in at number one. He was your Iron Man this year. And they did that in two different Royal Rumbles. I think it's the first time in history two different Royal Rumbles had the number one entrant last till the very end, except the second one finished the job. Um, but Cody, but and his thing also like I also liked how they and there's very few times where we get two people just fighting it out. I want to say the first time I can think of it where it was like a big deal where like you didn't know who was gonna win was Sean and. Uh, Undertaker in 2007, and this one you you knew Cody was winning, but it was just the fact that they had these teases and the fact that you had Gunther and Cody have like this mini match in order to eliminate each other. It just was, it was just super dope, you know. Um, Cody's crazy. Cody literally has a scar and from from a decision of of, of the, the 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 pack, he's having Gunther slap it, chop it. I was like, why are you doing this? The fans love you. Why are you a glutton for punishment? What are we doing here? So, anyways, Cody ends up winning, which um, was predictable. But look here, it's a part of his story. I did not watch the glow in the dark match. I've seen snippets of it. I can tell us about the the pitch black match. I know Uncle Howdy jumped off the roof or whatever the fuck it was. We're moving past that. I did not watch the Bianca Belair Alexa Bliss match. Can hear less about it. All these matches were short because they were angles. Essentially, every match tonight, single match, air quotes, no air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, was definitely an angle. And if we go out to the men's Royal Rumble, we had the return of Beth Phoenix, which, which made me really worried for Rhea Ripley's chances in the Rumble. I'm glad those fears were calmed. Um, you had Dominic Mysterio being uh, the second Iron Man, I think, in the Rumble. And it's clear that we're heading toward, towards a mixed tag at the Elimination Chamber pay per view, which is, I'm, 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 I'm down for that. Um,. Outside of that, it wasn't. I know, they they were pretty decent rumble matches, but like I said, they were they were pretty. They're just decent, you know. Anyways, fast forward. 
I'm fast forwarding to everything. I get to the Women's Royal Rumble. And decent Rumble again. I did like how number one, number two were Rhea and Liv. And they legit went to the very end. I love the endings of both the men's and the Women's Royal Rumble. We had Asuka come back and number 12 or something like that. And she had her Akana face paint on. She looks terrifying. Still, I would uh, date her. Um... So we, the ending was so good. You had three, you had all three women. Asuka, Rhea, live on the apron. Asuka goes to spit the mist in Rhea's face. Rhea's been there before. She's like, hell no. She ducks it, gets in Liv's face. Rhea eliminates Asuka. And then Liv can barely see. She's trying to get rid of uh, Rhea. Rhea just flips her off. And, that, and supposedly Rhea has a dislocated knee, um, which... That's the wrong time to get it, right? When you're about the main event, WrestleMania. Um, but she's your 2023 winner. It was clearly the right call. Um, I don't think it could have been anybody else. I just don't see how it could. You've already done the Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch feud, the Bianca Belair, Bailey feud. There's no one else to put her in this position except for the person that... Uh, She's going to be connected to because they're, you know, the same age, essentially. Or not the same age, but like the same group coming up. But I thought that was, I, I love the ending of it, you know. It's good. And then I fast forward because I thought I was way behind. I wasn't. It was 10 o'clock when this show ended on my on Mountain Time, which means this was an AEW pay-per-view wrapped in WWE bow and tie. This, this I, And it's funny because I remember when I looked at the time, I said, okay, I think the pay-per-view is going to start at like 7, right? Uh, or six, uh, 7 East Coast time, 5 my time. When I saw that start at 6, I said, oh, wow, they're only going to do 3 hours. Boy, oh, boy, was I fucking wrong. Jesus, D.H. Christ. Anyways, um, so we get to the main event, which was another angle. All Everything here was an angle. Every single match was an angle. And this match was brutal. You've seen the more vicious side of Roman Reigns because, as he said, there's a KO problem, which he's had even before he became the Tribal Chief. KO has always been a nuisance in his side. And so you see him, and I don't think I've ever seen a spot where, and obviously it's more gimmicked than anything, um, but like I've never seen a spot where someone takes someone's head and rams it back not not on the steps part that you not on the actual steps it's usually on the side of steps but that's what mcfoley used to do but like never on this actual steps when i first saw it, i was like what the hell is he and kevin owens is another one he clearly is like glutton for punishment he clearly is just a fucking madman um but i was just like holy crap on a cracker batman like what the fuck are you doing so anyways um Sami Zayn is pleading with Kevin, hey, stay the fuck down, right? Please stay down. Like, this is the side of Roman Reigns where he, uh, um, that no one wants to see. Um, sorry, someone's texting me. And, uh, and it's really fucking weird. Um, anyways, so, like, you just, you just, you've seen it. You've seen what he had to do to Jay. You've seen, you've seen this side, but very only when Roman gets there and it's like, you're becoming a nuisance, I need you to go away. Right? 
And so, Kevin Owens finally gets finished off. Clean. Sami Zayn never gets involved in the match. I mean, I know it was a low blow and stuff like that, and the ref knocked out, but as clean as it could be. And so, next thing you know, they come back from all the replays. You have all the entire bloodline out, and they're all beating him down. Sami Zayn's just watching. And then they handcuff Kevin Owens. Here's where it gets really good. And, and my first thought is, this show is past four hours, and I want more. That's how good this angle was. That's how great this angle was. Was I knew the time, and I knew they were way behind, um, for way over four hours, and I still did not care because it was that good, and you and you didn't know what was going to happen, and so you hear Roman talking, and Roman saying you're you're trying to bring my family down. He he he's he belongs to us, and we belong to him. Like. He has accepted Sami Zayn, even though Sami Zayn was showing a lot of hesitation. But it was so fascinating. And I love the psychology part of it because, to me, the psychological part is the thing we struggle with every day, right? So let me tell you, let me tell you a quick story before I get into this. We've all had these moments where, like, we're legitimately uh, questioning ourselves. A lot of us are overthinkers by nature, right? And... A lot of us uh, will make a decision and then question the decision. And sometimes we're lucky enough to get affirmation on our, our decision, which makes us stand firm with our decision really quick. So I had this job. Hated the fucking job. Hated it. Because the job wasn't hard. The people at the job made the job hard. Now, I remember I found some information out. Some one of my, my, not my coworkers, one of my bosses, my direct boss, was talking a bunch of shit about me. Stuff that he would not say to my face. Not because I'm a tough guy, but because he would get smacked. Plain and simple, right? So I said, you know what? I think I, need, I think this need to put my notice in, blah, 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 right? So I make my decision to put my notice in. And I start questioning myself. Then maybe like three hours later, two or three hours, it wasn't a long time afterwards, get a text from a coworker, And it's in all caps. So I look at it. I'm like, oh, cats, what the fuck is he yelling at me for? Cool, I'm going to put that phone down. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready for the smoke right now. Cause I, I, I will argue back, right? But it's in all caps. So I don't think anything about it. So I, like, maybe two or three hours later, another two or three hours pass by. I look at the phone, read the text. It's not about me. It's about the boss. And it was affirmation of, okay, this guy is a piece of shit, right? And so it's one of those things where you've seen... It was the first time Sami Zayn had, I think, seen up close the brutality of the tribal chief. Like, when he lets the family beat people up, it's because he's like, this is beneath me. But when he feels the need to step in, it's because it's a KO problem. It's a Matt Riddle problem. It's this, it's that, and the third. So it was the first time he's seen his viciousness. So Reigns is just praising Sami. And Sami's like, no, don't do it. And Sami steps in front. The crowd is just building, building. crowd's going, you feel this anticipation. And Roman says, you're right. I shouldn't be doing it. You should be. He hands Sammy the chair. And within the first 10 seconds, the crowd is getting hyped because they think that Sammy's about to hit Roman Reigns. Finally, after maybe two or three minutes, wasn't longer than that, he nails Roman Reigns. Reigns takes the shot like he did from Seth Rollins because it was another betrayal shot. Sammy turned his back on the tribal chief. And then he turns and looks at Jey Uso. Jay's like, what are you doing? You're my brother. What are you doing? And Sammy just immediately looks and says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you see that. He didn't look at anyone else. He looked at Jay. That's who he felt the most remorseful for. 
Jimmy hits him with a super kick, starts beating him down. Says, this your brother? This your brother? I'm your brother? Bop, bop, bop. Solo pushes him out the way, starts beating him down, blah, blah, blah. Reigns gets up after the betrayal chair shot, nailing him with chair shots, nailing him with chair shots. They're ripping the honorary Ooze shirt off. Sammy is just being beat the fuck up, right? Reigns, Jimmy looks at Jay. Jimmy says, what are you doing, Ooze? And you see Jay just, he's in disbelief. He just got to embrace this man for the last two months, right? He knows this man. And he's like looking, and Reigns is looking at him. Like, what, what's, what are you doing? Jay leaves in tears. The psychological aspect is so powerful. So fucking powerful here. So, so powerful. And Jay just leaves. Now Roman's even more angry. And now he's like, you've torn my family apart. Think about it. Think about the psychological aspect of this. He was trying to join the family. And he tore it apart. We can say all we want to. If you you can look at this both ways. You can say they, they were using him. And maybe it started off as using him. Jay wasn't using him. Jay wanted nothing to do with him. And I could say, oh, I, and I could definitely say that Jimmy was not using him. Jimmy genuinely liked for um Jimmy from the start. Roman was probably using him, sure. But like if you look at the aspect of it, they, were they really using this guy? This guy took bullets on his own. And you look at the psychological aspect of it even deeper. He what he is stretching the family. He is, and now you, you have the, this this beautiful, and I mean this in the most morbid way. You have this beautiful shot, like it was written out of a fucking Martin Scorsese film, of because before we before we get to that frame, Roman the crowd starts chin fuck you Roman, because one of the loudest pops you'll ever hear is when Sami Zayn hits. Roman with the chair, the fans go crazy. And this turn reigns. If you think MJF is the biggest heel in the company in the in the in the, in the, this, this, in the industry, not right now. Reigns will have that until after until until Elimination Chamber. That's Reigns' title. And even then, it's probably gonna be his title until he loses those two championships at WrestleMania. But Reigns, uh, then you have the sight of as the crowd is screaming, fuck you, Roman. He's taking apart the, the the tribal carnations or whatever it's called and dropping them one by one on Sammy's chest. While Kevin Owens is now, the, the, the roles have been reversed. Now, Ke- the same way Sammy was watching his best friend helpless, handcuffed. Now, Kevin, who's half dead, is watching his best friend. And he can't do anything about it. Sammy made his choice. It's the equivalent of F fucking... Joe Pesci walked into that room in Goodfellas and nailed one of the guys. Just, well, technically, he did. He punched one of the, he killed one of the people. That's what caused his death, right? Essentially, that's what Sami Zayn did. And that's why that picture, I think, of a Scorsese film, the picture, put that shit in black and white. Sami Zayn laid out shirtless carnations all over his, or roses, wherever the fuck they are, all over his chest, laid out. Kevin Owens handcuffed both hands down. It is a beautiful shot in the most morbid way. Holy shit. Fucking awesome. Um, anyways, um, then I couldn't pick up what he said. I want to watch it again. But the very end, Jimmy, Paul Heyman, Solo, Roman, 
are walking down the aisle. They stop and they look back. And Roman says something to Solo. I don't know what he says, though. I can't pick up what he says. I watched it three times already. And the commentary are talking over it. And there's no way I could take the commentary out to just hear him. But it sounds like he says this is personal now. But it's but I, I know it's not that. But he says something to Solo, specifically to Solo. Now, obviously, the wrinkle in it is a, is a Jay thing. We know Jay's going to come around and be with the bloodline. We know that. We know the end game is probably Sami Zayn pinning Jay Uso to win those uh, World Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. Um, but before we get there, we have a, a pay-per-view in Montreal in like two or three weeks. I think it's two weeks. And the Elimination Chamber match, I'm going to assume will be for one of the women's championships. Because you got to remember, the women's championships are still very much separate. Charlotte Flair has one. Bianca Belair has the other. Rhea is on Raw. She's going to challenge for the Raw Women's Championship. So let's, bow, take that out the way, right? Whoever wins that SmackDown, I mean, excuse me, that yeah, SmackDown Women's Championship Elimination Chamber match is what the only thing it could be, is going to challenge Charlotte Flair. Who that is, that's for a different time. I don't even give a fuck, right? But that's in Montreal, and I can only imagine that Roman Reigns is now going to say we have a Sami Zayn problem. And that's where we're going to get a title defense of Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. I have not watched the Ariel Hawani interview with Sami Zayn. Um, I did see some snippets from it where he said if if it's done right, the fans could believe The fans will definitely believe it, especially in Montreal, that he could do it, right? I don't see him being the one to dethrone Roman. Only because it just doesn't make sense to do that. Now, if he if, if Roman had if the tiles were separate, that's a different story. You could definitely get away with that. But the tiles aren't separate, unfortunately. And you have now have the winner of the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes, who is challenging that world champion. And now how his story connects with this, that's going to be the most interesting thing to me, because I feel like that's the follow-up that could hurt going into the next year of storytelling. As we know, they tell stories from April to April, right? So we know this bloodline was obviously a stronger story, but how do you then transition to Cody? And how do you get away from Sammy? You get away from Sammy by putting him in a tag team match. But now how do you insert Cody in this right after? He's, he has nothing else to fight for. He legitimately has earned his shot at the world championship by winning the Rumble. Now, how is his story connected with the bloodline? Is now Roman Reigns going to be so paranoid that's how he loses it? I don't fucking know. But I'm super excited to see where this goes. Um, And look here, Sami Zayn made his choice. Sami made his choice. Bloodline did not want to beat him up. But enough was enough. He did the Seth Rollins to fucking Roman Reigns. So, but this is definitely... I was trying to think of close show closing angles, and I know one of the first one that comes to mind is in '99, when Stephanie McMahon went to the dark side at Judgment Day, and hugged Triple H. And now you have the Stephanie, uh, the McMahon Hemsley faction, up on you. But that was that was very much not the that was the end of the show, but it wasn't like this. This ended the show in a in a powerful way. That was more of a shocker. This we saw coming, but it was also like, wow, that was ugly. That match was ugly. Everything about this ending was ugly, but it was so beautiful at the same time. So 
yeah, I don't know what to think about this. I don't know where we go. I'm just excited to be watching it. And I'm excited to see where this goes and see and see what I'm interested to see what the end of the of the bloodline is. Once once Reigns loses the championships, what does that look like when they're all goldless? Well, we're gonna soon see, I think so. Anyways, that was your special show. Um, I had to go live after. I had to do a show after. I just had to. It was too powerful. Anyways, uh, I'll talk to y'all down the road. I don't see me doing too more many of these. But too many. Listen, that too many more of these. But um, if I do, I'll let you guys know. I'll notify you guys on Instagram. This one will just be up immediately um, because it's so impromptu. So, anyways, I'm just a little chemical. This is I see things a little differently, and we are out.